it. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Welcome back to This is a Takeover. My name is David Hensley. I'm the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am here to introduce your host, Shelby Deathray Patterson. Thank you, David, and welcome to This is a Takeover. I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Belmont. And we're here to talk about NXT Stand and Deliver. Ayo. But first off, how are you doing, Gina? I'm good. I am good. Um, we are here. We are in Kayfabe Outpost 1. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. And here to talk about a very <laughs> interesting, <laughs> which I feel like that's kind of been our setup for the past few times we've recorded. We've said, we're here to talk about something really interesting that we have thoughts about. This one, this <laughs> one's different, though, because we have come up with so many inside jokes from this one. Yeah, because... And, and laughable moments, but... Not always in, related to the wrestling. Well, it, but, it, so let's just, let's just get into let's it. Let's go. I feel like we're, let's go. yeah. Hey, y'all. Hey, let's go. <laughs> so I feel like, first off, this did not get its own night. No. This time. It was poorly placed at 1 p.m. on Super Bowl weekend Saturday. You mean WrestleMania? WrestleMania. You just, Super called, Bowl. It, you just called it Super it Bowl. It is the Super Bowl of wrestling. <laughs> That's what Dog says. So, so yeah, it was on Super Bowl, as you Super Bowl, as said. WrestleMania, whatever, sports ball, I, wrestling. I mean, it's the Super Bowl of wrestling, it is. right? It is. I mean, they probably pay as much money, if not more. Well, probably not as much, like, pretty close. I don't know how, I mean, the tickets are probably just as comparable. Yeah. Well, you think? I mean, but I mean, like, for the actual event itself, like, for renting out the space, for all of the py- the pyro alone. I was just about to say the pyro alone. There is pyro at the beginning of the Super Bowl and maybe at the end when they're celebrating. There is pyro all throughout. I mean everything. And if you're so. important enough, you get a crap megaton of pyro for your entrance. Right. So I would probably say more. Yep. <laughs> but this, yeah, like you said, like it was 1 p.m. on day one of wrestlemania yeah it was at a different venue which i, I wouldn't expect them to be in the same venue as yeah WrestleMania, there's no way they were in the american airlines arena no. which sounds like such a b-list it's arena unfortunate like no that, offense to oh. dallas but it it just seems like compared to you have at&t stadium where the cowboys play Right, and mm-hmm. it's huge. It's like shaped like a football. Like it's a big, huge deal, right? And it can fit eighty thousand people in it. Can it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't think it can. I think it can. I think that they just fudge their numbers. I'm pretty sure it was like seventy-seven thousand, and it can really only seat like sixty thousand. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's correct. <laughs> but yeah, no. so it was definitely not the size no. of that, and. It was it was just such a like the opening the production quality of the opening video was so subpar from what we're used to like they literally had everybody standing in front of like a roll up garage door like where we are right now and it was flashed up multicolored like paint splattered and shit like they've been doing lately 
and everybody was standing in the same position, same pose, and cutting the exact same promo. Yeah. Like, it was... Verbatim. It was like we were back at FCW in promo class, right? Like, you, you, everybody was standing and giving their best promo, mm-hmm. and that was the video. And, like, that's what we start off with. So it can only go uphill from here, right? It's sure. We'll be optimistic. <laughs> but the, their tagline for this, I don't know if you heard this. but I don't know if I heard it or if I retained it. That might be different. I might have heard it and I might have just not accepted it. Their tagline for this <sighs> oh God. was taking a step towards immortality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they were canceled the next day yeah i mean pretty much i just snorted i know i heard it <laughs> i'm sure they did too yeah that and was their tagline taking a step towards immortality oh my gosh yeah and that was what was said at the end um, of the video package and I mean, i'm like i need a sip of my drink for i, that I get I, I i kind of get it if we're going for that developmental feel and we're going back to the way that it was before like nobody paid attention to nxt back in the day like it was just a place where people like trained before they were called up to the main roster exactly right so it i guess the tagline makes sense because you're taking like by doing this you're taking a step towards the main roster like but the 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 main roster being immortality but that's that's the funniest part about it is that how many people were cut from their immortal spot? Oh, I understand that. <laughs> Which I think that's the irony of it all, uh, right? So, so it is what is called a cruel irony, like my dependence on you. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's from it's from Emperor's New Groove. Oh, okay. I can't I can't do I can't do Isma's voice. That's a very deep cut reference. Oh, it's it's a, it's one of my favorites. Oh, I I I understand, yeah. but I it's I, very specific. Yes, yes, which I that is what I go to you for is the specific references. I can find those. I can tell you exactly what happened on a random episode of NXT in 2017, but I can't quote Disney movies like you. <laughs> and then I'm like, "What did I just watch 30 minutes ago? <laughs> when are my taxes due?" It's great. That's how our friendship it's works. It's fine. It's great. So our first match was the North American Championship match, and it was a ladder match. Mm. So we have Cameron Grimes, Santos Escobar, Grayson Waller, Solo Sokoa, and your champion, Carmelo Hayes. And the first thing that I noticed about this Mm -hmm. was not everybody got an entrance. No, there were two two already in the ring mm-hmm. yeah no three there were three. it was three three of them so grayson waller santos escobar and <sighs> solo sokoa were already in the ring when we went live it's so it, you had vic and wade in front of the oh um of the ring and you saw the three of them in the background just like yes. pacing like cats like like <laughs> they were stuck in a zoo like exhibit right like, so obviously they had they did have entrances yes but right? we didn't but see them we did not see them or they just literally i'm there's a part of me that's like but what if they were just told to go stand in the ring and they might have that i would have sucked i would have sucked but i i i bet you anything they probably had their entrances <laughs> i'm before already I, being harsher than well, they're I need not to be. they're not jobbers no they're not and none of them well are. that's the part that makes me upset is like santos escobar is like i think still one of the very few 
really good newer talent that mm-hmm. is just getting stepped on right now and he's being put in the back of the line yep. and it's just stupid he deserves a great entrance he's a fantastic guy i agree but we had to make up for the amount of people that were ringside during this match oh well that by the fair. not having as many entrances oh right because we so basically everybody i think except cameron and Solo Sokoa. Yeah. They were the only two that didn't have lackeys on the outside of the ring. And they weren't necessary. No, they whatsoever. weren't. Whatsoever. They, they had like their spot kind of in the middle, and right? And, and they laid on the floor and, and waited until the end of the match. Yeah, they kind of like waited for their spots, which is what valets and people on the outside like normally do. Yeah. But I don't think you need three sets of them. Exactly. Right? Like I feel like it kind of takes away... From what's going on in the ring and what was going on in the ring was really not like as far as ladder matches go for me was not up to par well we love us some cameron grimes but <laughs> do you want me to say it or yeah go for it of course. so when we were watching this i noticed that please please say his name again for me um the uso's brother solo sokoa solo i knew it was solo i couldn't mm-hmm. say okay Solo. When Solo was right after he had fallen off one of these ladders, mm. he <laughs> he stood there in the corner and he was just, you know, breathing heavy, like, oh man, I don't know what to do next. I see from the other side of the ring, Cameron Grimes, literally as he's laying there, giving him a signal <laughs> to come and do this next move. He did. And Shelby's like, I didn't see it. I was like, I'll re- rewind this. And there he is, plain as day, whole hand, gesturing. Come hither. It was actually, it was one of those like finger ones. Yeah. It, it was, was like, like a, literally like, like, come on, come to the corner. Come on. <laughs> come charge me, please. Like, but he was kind of <laughs> laying off to the side. So it was kind of like a sideways finger. <laughs> like it was, he was, he was trying with all of his might to not look obvious. And he looked so much more obvious. And I love Cameron Grimes. You love Cameron Grimes. We all love Cameron Grimes. Carolina boy. He, he, he tried his hardest. I am unimpressed with Solo. I, I am, am too, and I'm I'm sad to say that because, <sighs> I mean, when you have someone who comes from the Anawahi family, yeah. and there's an expectation, especially now. And when it's not you fair have, to him. But. Well, it's not, and that's why he's not going by Uso. Yeah. He's not associating himself, even though literally everybody in the crowd, whenever he does anything, chants, Uso! Mm-hmm. Like, everybody does it because they know. Because nothing's ever a secret anymore, right? Blood. There is <laughs> no k- kayfabe doesn't exist anymore. There is right? no such thing unless it's Maxwell Jacob Friedman who well, literally lives and dies and breathes by he's it. He's an exception, and I'm sure that man is exhausted. I, I can get sleep at night. Probably I'm sure he's exhausted. Not. Bless his heart. But I agree. I feel like all of the spots that he did, they were with other people, and they made him look spectacular right on. right so you had that like multiple man pile up in the corner that yes. like jenga ladder spot that they did <laughs> where you had i think it was grayson waller santos escobar and um that was one other one probably carmelo yeah and all of a sudden they're all just like stacked with like three different ladders in the same corner and they're all like in different levels and then solo just runs yeah and does 
kind of a spear to the ladder. He didn't even do it to a person. No, it's <laughs> it's not even that he missed. It's that I think he started doing a move and then realized like it wasn't right and then like gave up on himself almost. Yeah. It was weird. Big, but literally everybody sold it like, like he they smashed had died. through the ladder. <laughs> like so everyone's just like like up in the air and then falls like and then Cameron just flipped dead. and did mm-hmm. the fish flop and mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like all of his stuff is based off of like other people's reactions so yes all I mean all of his spots were like that so yeah. I, I I was not impressed. not impressed overall it was like and I know we had talked about this before Originally, um, listeners, we were not going to be able to watch it together. Mm-hmm. And so you had started watching about half of it, the first half, without me. Mm-hmm. And then scheduling miracles happened, and we were able to actually sit down and watch it together, and, the, and all of it. Mm-hmm. But even when we were not watching it like together, you said you were having a hard time like focusing on like the matches. With this one, I felt like I, I was feeling like I had to, like, mm-hmm. to pay attention. But, like, I, I can understand the feeling that you were feeling. It, was, it wasn't the same spark, like, even from Cameron or even from Escobar. Like, mm-hmm. it just wasn't the same. And yeah. <sighs> I can agree because, and this is something that I wanted to bring up, like, at the end. Yeah. Like, it, there was just a disconnect yes. throughout the entire show. And I don't know if it's because I don't watch weekly anymore. So I haven't seen the build up to this, but like this match in particular didn't seem, it was very like disjointed. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like everybody was kind of moving in slow motion to get to their spots and to make sure that everybody was like in their spots so that they could run and like I saw that in the women's match later on that we'll talk about like yes literally it was like I'm gonna sit here and for five I seconds wait. and wait for you to meet me and do this spot right yes. so that's kind of how this match felt however comma you did have moves like Grayson Waller's elbow drop off the top of the ladder that that restored hope a little bit oh but also scared me so bad that man missed like I'm very grateful he missed his ribs when he did it but his whole elbow looked like it was shattered man yeah so basically what happened was he they set up a pair of ladders that were going from the ring apron to the barricade now granted they brought the glass barricade, or not glass, but the plexiglass. I was gonna say, oh bar- gosh, barricade. <laughs> NXT isn't at that level anymore. Oh, I know. It used to be hardcore. It, it was cool, but um, but yeah. So they brought the plexiglass barricade. So it's not up at the top anymore. Nope. It's like a regular barricade, but like plexiglass, lower. and you could see through it, right? Yes. Because that These makes sense. You want to see the floor. People in the front row. Oh. We're about to get knocked out by these ladders. There were a couple, not even a couple. There were like maybe one or two centimeters between them. Like if, if one had been knocked. Yeah. Look, there's a burp count for me. <laughs> oh. Yep. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Just like if it had been knocked about a few more centimeters, like someone's face would have been hit. Yeah. And I just feel like. I don't know. It just felt really close, and I didn't really like it. It made me feel uncomfortable for them. Yeah, like, do they have to sign waivers? Like, I, I mean... And then especially with this spot, with yes. Grayson and Carmelo. So Carmelo yeah. gets put on to, like, lays across one of the ladders, mm-hmm. right? And Grayson uh, climbs up, like, pretty much the tallest one, 
and goes all the way up to the top and then does a like atomic elbow drop and it's supposed to hit and like make Carmelo go through the ladder. Well, at the last second, Carmelo slides out like a bandit and Grayson just hits Ooh. full metal on elbow. Oh, it looked so bad. It was brutal. It literally looked oh. like his just his elbow hit. Oh, it it looked right? like he hit it directly on his funny bone with like a chisel. Like you couldn't yeah. get more direct with where he hit it. Because it didn't even break the ladder completely. No. It only broke the spot where the elbow hit. And his will to live. That and too. <laughs> it yes. broke mine. It broke mine at least. It I don't did. know if it broke his, but it broke mine. And oh. I mean... There were some other spots, like some apron spots that were pretty gnarly. Oh, he did that really nasty. Uh, it was, it wasn't Santos. It was Cameron and Carmelo. It was Carmelo. Cameron and Carmelo. Yeah. There it is. Ugh. So they, they did a bunch of, I just wrote apron spots with ladder equals owl. Yeah. Is with, what I wrote in my Very notes. accurate. <laughs> very correct. And I mean, so basically the finish on this is Escobar goes to the ladder and Cameron, he goes, he goes for the ladder, but Cameron's like perched in the corner and does a cave in on him and then just races up the ladder and grabs the belt. Like, la da 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 da. Like, it was really quick. Kind of yeah. to the point where you, I wasn't really paying attention the first time. No, no. Because it wasn't even like a, a fury of people. So it was like, no. you had Solo who did a move. And then you had Escobar come in and do something, and then Cameron came in, and then he ran up the ladder. Yeah, it. so I don't know if it was a choice or if it was just something that happened. After Cameron landed that move, he went back off of the ropes. Oh, sorry. I went really in there on the mic. Don't worry about it. Um, he went back, hit the, like, hit the ropes, and I mean, he flew up that ladder. So I don't know mm. if it was residual from the move he did. Mm. I don't know if it was like, all right, we got to take this the free comb right now because we're <laughs> losing them or i don't know what but i don't know he flew up that ladder and then just boink, took it off like it was literally nothing yeah i don't i have no idea it, it was just weird seemed very abrupt and i mean we love cameron oh we do and i'm Yay! i'm very happy that he's champion i feel like that should have happened ages ago he should never have lost the belt like well he he this is the first belt like actual belt that he has won that is fair um, I did. I did we, like him with the, the million dollar championship. Does not exist. It was in another oh. timeline that we don't recognize anymore because Ted DiBiase <laughs> is not here Ted anymore. DiBiase. <laughs> yeah. So he. No. Yeah. So this is his but first yes, title, which is great. It's fantastic. But it was. I don't he know. He deserved a better match. I feel like that's like been our. That's going to be what we say about a lot of these matches. They deserved better. They deserved better. And we recognize that. I mean, I gave it three and a half. Mm. I felt like it was... I would have done three. Still fine. Yeah. There were definitely some spots that I was like, okay, that that was good. Yes. And that was really cool. And those were Cameron and... And Grayson, and really. I, I, yeah. I, Santos really didn't do much. He didn't. And all. I don't know if that was because of just like the way things were set up or if he just wasn't into it, but I know he can do better. So, well, I'm I've, disappointed in you, Santos. I, I always harpen back to the ladder match that had, it was Johnny and Swerve and Cameron. Mm. And there were a couple of other ones, but every single Swerve. person in that ladder match shined. Yes. Right. They got their chance to shine and you remembered spots that everybody did. Right. Abs absolutely. So like, I feel like I was piecing together this match, like remembering it. Like I still remember like 
the Johnny and Swerve powerbomb oh my like gosh. contraption that happened. Absolutely. Right? But like I, if you ask me what Santos did in this match, I just watched it and yesterday, yesterday and I can't remember. And right? that's upsetting. So I feel like ladder matches are supposed to be memorable. I'm a huge fan of ladder matches. They're one of your favorites. They are. They're my, my favorite type of match. And I was not into this one at all. So fortunately, it was middle of the road for yeah. me. But it was a C. It was a C. It was a C. So our next match is Tony D'Angelo versus Tommaso Ciampa. So Gina, I want you to talk about this one. <laughs> We both have feelings, but I know you have feelings. I'm going to go ahead and preface this with, to anyone who watches YouTube, who enjoys watching gameplay and things like that, what got us, Shelby and I, through this pandemic when it came out was Up, Up, Down, Down, which is Austin Creed's YouTube channel. Um, He, Cesaro, who is my my beautiful and only <laughs> work husband, which we'll talk about later. Um, wrestling husband, not work husband. Um, but him, Adam Cole and breeze, Tyler breeze, um, had Uno on the Austin Creed channel. And Cesaro had this character called big Tony, <laughs> big Tony was this like mobster guy. And he like pretended to be like, you know, he's going to go swim with the fishes. So as I'm driving to work the other day after we had watched this, I literally texted Shelby going, oh my gosh, Tony, Tony D'Angelo has literally <laughs> been watching all of the videos that we watched during the pandemic and watched Uno. Just like everybody else. Just like everyone else did, who <laughs> literally was smart. Um, and oh my gosh, I was sitting there going, he copied it. He copied Big Tony. His entire character is based off of Cesaro. Once again, Cesaro's not getting the credit that he deserves. And this is stupid. <laughs> but why do I like it so much? I really like his I, character. I, I know. His character is over. And, and it's at, so dumb. At it's first so we, bad. At first we hated it. Right? I, we weren't a fan. It was so bad. And then all of a sudden, it, it just suddenly, turned a corner. It did. And, yeah. and it's. I think it also helped that he... he definitely shows promise oh, he sure. shows that he can do moves that he can keep up and that he's he's pretty flexible with a lot of different types of wrestlers mm-hmm. not that he's had a lot of chance to do it but i mean getting a chance to go against champa yeah who is very experienced in, but oh, now i'm sad again well and i feel like he did they both did a fine job Yes. Right. Like it was, it was a okay match. I'm not going to say that it was great. Well, it also the ending. Well, the, the ending, yes, we'll get to that, but even just the match itself. Yeah. Overall, it was all right. It was fine. Right. But we expect more than fine from a Chompa match. Right. And I don't think fine is not even the bare minimum. No. And I mean, we started out with, he has, you know, Chompa comes out, he has, a brand new entrance, brand new theme music, which that that is that, their favorite thing to do. That in renaming people. Well, we'll talk right about now. that later, right? Like it is their favorite thing to do right now is to change your name and to change your theme music, right? So they're even doing that now in NXT before they even get to the main roster. So do drop. You know what? You're going to get two hits. <laughs> We're going to hit you and you're going to hit the ground. That's what's going to happen. We could have gone this entire show without you doing that. 
I, I see your two hits and I raise you two hits. I'm, I raise you three hits. Uh-oh. I hit you, you hit the floor, I jack off on your driver's side door handle. Oh my God. <laughs> I need to go pray. I need, I need, I need an adult. I don't feel safe. I, uh, what? I've never heard that in my life and I need to go take a shower. I need to bleach my eyeballs and my ears. I need to go curl up in a blanket and a burrito. You're welcome. No, I'm not okay. Producer David, everyone. Thank you so much. I'm crying. Anyway. See, now now you're broke, Gina. Are you going to be okay? Can we continue? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, my God. So he has his new, you know, theme music. Oh, it's awful. It, it's not okay. It's not awful. It's just not his theme, I right? Think the music didn't even bother me as much as the graphics did. The, was it the, <laughs> the really oversized the barbarian. Uh, barbarian guy? And then the the part that actually because that already like I was like, oh, what is that? Right. The part that got me was so you know there's the cut hole where they come out from. Right. But that back part of the back wall where they come out from. That's where his face was. It was tiny, minuscule yes. in comparison to this stupid, horrible CGI barbarian that looks like it's from the Scorpion King. <laughs> like that is it, that's it looks very exactly accurate. Like that. It really is. It like looks like you know how like on the regular pay-per-views how they have those like really dumb oversized CGI like monsters. like they're floating in the air like like, ooh. like the one for WrestleMania with yes. Undertaker when we're, where it like literally his mouth was open and like the audience went through his mouth it was so dumb it was it was really weird they're really not that well done and i'm sure they cost like a shit ton of money minus the snakes okay the snakes were really funny rk bro the rk bro snakes <laughs> the snake they were pretty great <laughs> it was a snake in a hat it was a snake in a hat and he was dancing like <laughs> it was pretty great and he was playing with the other snake <laughs> like they were like <laughs> randy snake was like what are you doing and then the other okay the RK Bro Snake. I mean, oh my god, the RK Bro Snake for this Riddles Snake is like, hey, I'm in a hat. And he's like bobbing back and forth. That's that's the only one that was okay. Everything else is Every, creepy. But that's what Especially it reminds that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Right? Except it was but even, on the screen. But even lower quality because Absolutely, like, it's NXT it's and it's an developmental. Ex- I was just gonna say. <laughs> but the video package that they did for him beforehand, I thought was really really nice because the rumors are that this was Ciampa's last NXT match (sighs) and if that is true that sucks a lot because because there's no way for him to have not to say that Tony isn't an adequate wrestler I think he is perfectly fine I think he's definitely on the way of getting better I think so too but I don't think that anyone on that roster was maybe maybe Carmelo maybe Cameron or if they were doing anything with him maybe Dexter because they were the ones that are still kind of left from the original era well Carmelo's not but yeah I just like I just like he came in literally by like by a string yeah like he was within the last two weeks before everything went i mean he was a jobber and then came out of nowhere right so once the switch happened is i think when he got it but i feel like i don't feel like anyone 
that is left on that roster is up to par with who should have been his last match in NXT because they're all gone. And that's the thing. So this is the part that confused me. And I genuinely asked you this because when it started, it, like the package obviously showed like, you know, everyone was watching like Champa and like, you know, giving the yeah. obvious respect. So I was like, oh, he, he must be leaving. Because of the match and how it ended, I assumed he was literally like his, like he was not coming back at all to WWE. Right. I assumed that because of the outcome that obviously they were trying to bury him. No, so actually, and I it's know the opposite, and that's the thing yes. I don't get. How how does that logically make sense? The only way that I can think of is because if you look at the pattern of people who have gone up from NXT to the main rosters, they have a new name, they have a new gimmick, they have a new everything, right? So basically, what you're insinuating is when you get buried like that on your last match, that character is gone. That wrestler is no more, right? You now come forward like a phoenix from the ashes, right? Into a new character. That's what I'm thinking. Becoming an immortal. There you go. You're taking a step into immortality. (laughs) See? It all Uh, falls into place. But I feel like... I blame Bruce Pritchard even if he's not involved. No, he is involved. Ugh. All of so stupid man. But I feel like that that's the only explanation that I can think of. I may be totally wrong on that. No, it's, but it it makes the most sense to me. Absolutely. Because the way Ugh. that it started out, like the video package, like it's saying all these nice things and like showing clips from all his matches. They showed clips of him and Johnny. Yes. As DIY. They showed his face. They not only did they do that, but they showed the war game spot that he took. The air raid crash with Adam Cole through those two tables. Yes. That is the first time that we have seen Adam Adam Cole. We did not see his face. No, his face was intentionally blocked. They picked the Mm -hmm. camera angle that his face was not shown and that was covered by Ciampa. Right. But you could Mm -hmm. tell it was him because that's a very infamous spot. We all knew what it was. It was the Britt Baker Exactly. (laughs) It's a great face. So it started out like that. And I think it was supposed to be like, this is one of the best. Like, this is one of the the pillars, right? Or whatever, however you want to call it. And then as the match goes on, you can kind of tell that he's doing basically a farewell tribute, right? Because he does all his old moves. He started to do other people's moves, too. He, Yep. He, I mean, the entrance alone, (sighs) he comes and does a fist bump to both Vic and Wade and then grabs a water bottle that's on the commentary table, goes up on the apron, and does the Triple H spot with the water bottle. And then goes and in. That's and that's when Shelby started tearing up. I did. I did because he's the last Triple H guy. Like, that's from NXT. Oh, that sucks and to think that these other, you know, athletes don't have that influence in their life. I, I mean... We don't know the entire story. We don't know if he's still yeah. back there, but the influence is definitely gone. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, you just look at the product and you can see that it's gone. Clearly. But And then from our from our other hero as well, which we haven't talked about that. From Regal. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm just saying like the influence <laughs> that like Regal oh, had on his people. I thought you were people. talking about in Tommaso's match. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm just Regal. saying like both of these, you know, huge NXT people yeah. like are like you can tell that the product is not as good because both of them are not there. No, I absolutely agree. And then he, so he does that and then he does the Gargano escape. Oh. Right. And then he does oh. like some other moves that are tributes to other people. He did an HBK. He, yeah, he did the HBK pose. Like mm. it just, it, to me, as I was watching it, I was like, okay, this is, this is a, a send off. Yeah. And then the finish comes where Ciampa has exposed the concrete, which is a you know classic Ciampa thing to do. <laughs> he did have a he did have a hard time doing it. It was so cute though. Everyone cheered for him. It he was did, great. and that's why I, I I still have hope for the NXT audience because of moments like that. So Ciampa was having a hard time ripping the mat off of the concrete. Like he got like it, it kept, and then it yeah. fell back, <laughs> and then he got it again, and then it fell over again, and then finally he looks at the crowd and goes, "Wait." I got this one. Yeah. And then just pulls it and does one flip over instead of multiple. Yeah. And then they go, yay. <laughs> like they, they actually cheer <laughs> because that's what NXT fans do. Well, and that's it's little stuff like that, that kind of give me like little glibbers yes. of hope. Cause yes, I still have my hope. It's still right here on the table. Yeah. You know, so it's not like it's, that candle, like your last fucks that are on fire. Exactly. I don't have it. I don't have that yet. <laughs> yet. I'm going to get it for you. I'm don't still, worry. And we'll just put it on the podcast desk That'll and then we'll just light it during the show. <laughs> it's when we talk about our ignorant sluts. There we go. We shall light it. That'll be our new ritual. Lighting the, <laughs> lighting the last fuck candle. Lighting the last fuck <laughs> I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know, just the ending was really weird. And so he takes the, you know, Champa takes a DDT onto the exposed concrete so. D'Angelo rolls him back into the ring and then does a really weird like kick to the back of the head like and then pins him and he wins it was the most lackluster finish that that man could have ever deserved yeah and I feel like if you're going to beat him like if that has to be it needed to be a feat of strength like climbing mountains mm -hmm. of obstacles like just you know not even I, I won't even take you know, I don't even need a feat of strength in climbing mountains. I just need an actual finisher. Yeah. Mm. I don't, you know, not just a kick to, like, a DDT on the concrete and then a kick to the back of the head. Yeah. Like, I like need... jump from the top rope or something. I need you to do your actual finisher on him. Yeah. And if that is your finisher, you need to get a new one. But finishers are... <laughs> uh, th like, there's so much opportunity, like, you know take a long walk off a short pier if we're going to go with Italian like references here sure. like you know like really bad and maybe it is like but go swim with the fishes like you know like you could call it all sorts of things and make it this like really gross awful kind of move but no we're going to kick him in the back of the head and maybe it is called sleep with the fishes but we don't know because commentary doesn't call moves anymore Oh, which we did talk about you know also we didn't I didn't mention this Vic Joseph looks like he needs whatever David's concoction was the other night that he had from his medicine that he was telling us about. <laughs> he needs three days of sleep. I don't yeah. know what, like, man, my dude. Yeah. He, he had designer bags. He under had his a eyes. full like Dior, yeah. like <laughs> full, full Dior. Go bags. take Gabbana, like yeah. any other. Oh my gosh. But they, but they don't call moves anymore at all. I like, mean, they, they kind of did, but 
it was very sporadic and it was definitely not as much. And to be honest, it's why I didn't write a lot of move names down because I rely uh, on, exactly. I, I, in the past I relied on them and I'm like, you're kind of the reason why I know, but between them and dogs, yes, they're the reason why I know the move names that I know. Exactly. I, I'm still learning. I'm still like struggling with names and but now I feel you, like I'm like behind now. Don't you think that if it is supposed to be a developmental brand and we're teaching and we're learning. Yes. Don't you think they should say the names of moves? Absolutely. So that way it's like, I don't know, that's the teacher coming out of me. No, I'm with you. You're fostering that learning environment. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem, it seems like an unnecessary thing to cut. Unless they're insinuating that therefore the, the actual like announcers are also developmental and they don't know what those are, even though they clearly do. I exactly like that's, that's how I feel when I, when I hear that. Yeah. Like that they think that they need to be developmental too. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess that makes sense. I I hate it. I don't like it at all. I, I gave this match a three. That's fair. Because I just, (laughs) this is just sad. That's fair. I didn't, think that it was a very it wasn't a well-deserved send-off for him but I don't think that they do that very well Mm -mm. anymore no because they don't care well because I think everybody knows what happens when people leave yeah so you either stay and you know don't really do anything get called up or like completely have to change yourself in NXT or you get caught up and then you know, get released in like three months because you're, because you're immortal, <laughs> right? You're immortal and immortality <laughs> means going elsewhere. Right. I don't know. I, mean, I don't think they do either. No, I don't think they do. <laughs> but I, I mean, I did appreciate the triple H spot with oh. him at the end. He comes up to the top of the ramp Feelings. and triple yes. H's music plays and oh. um, he comes out and I mean, it's very clear that both of them are emotional and I would give my left arm to know what he said to him you were so <laughs> intense you were like what did he say i need he to like know. whisper something to him i'm like he said something to him i want to know what it is what did you say to him <laughs> like i need to know it was it was a lot it was a lot two drop oh my god one I'm, i jumped my soul left my body for a second <laughs> two not the same joke again I'm cutting all this out <laughs> Oh, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I probably won't. Dang it. So our next match is our tag team triple threat match with the Creed Brothers, MSK, and Imperium, <laughs> who are the champs right now. I will never not think of the Creed Brothers the way that we both looked at each other at the same time and said they look like the thumbs from Spy Kids. They do. <laughs> they look like specifically the thumbs from the spy kids franchise and if you're not familiar with it listeners i pray that you just go look it up (laughs) just go look it up right now what stop what you're doing right now (laughs) pause us go google it don't even pause us like you can you can do that without having to pause us just look look it up that's true look it up on your phone and google and you we you'll understand you'll understand because it makes sense it really does (laughs) They just look like they thumbs like, with limbs. They do. And with thumb limbs. I know that's mean. And I'm so it's, sorry. But it's accurate, though. Very, and if you're listening, you know. You know. You know that you look like thumbs. You know. You know. <laughs> and you know you know. But they're they're good. 
Yes. Like, they're also kind of, they're a newer tag team that's with the Diamond Mind. And also, I noticed Roderick Strong was not ringside. I did not notice that. Isn't that funny? I noticed about midway through the first time I watched it. Because we were, we saw Blevins. Bivens. Bivens. Yeah. Bivens. Uh Uh-huh. I suck at names today, guys. You're fine. Bivens. Um, And and his beautiful little towel. Oh, the Creed, the Creed towel. Creed towel. Which somewhere Austin Creed is like, did someone say my name? He's literally like, man, I could have had a towel. (laughs) It was the tiniest little towel. Well, I mean, he would have a better towel. And then he'd use it to, like, shake his hips with. I know that, but the towel that I'm talking about oh, is yeah. very tiny. It's, like, even smaller than, like, that. You know that, like, famous Pittsburgh towel? Oh, it's yeah, even the smaller towel. Than the terrible towel. It's even smaller than that. So it was him and Ivy that were ringside, yes. but Roderick was not Nowhere there. Nowhere to be found. You're and right. again, maybe that has to do with story that we just don't know about. Yeah. But I thought it was very interesting. Very. But I, I like the Creed Brothers. They were part of my EST last time. That, that's um, true. I forgot about that. They were really, I mean, they were still good in this match. They just didn't do as much. And I feel like when you have triple threats specifically, it, when it's an odd number of people, it, the equal distribution of moves is not very even, right? If that makes sense. So, like, you, you really kind of focus on two out of the three. And I kind of felt like the Creed brothers were the odd man out in this one. Yeah. Well, because you had a lot of action back and forth with Imperium and MSK, which, which- I could watch Fabian Eichner and Wesley in a singles match all day long. I would too. <laughs> Only if they gave them back the Imperial music. Imperium music. I yeah. screamed. I actually screamed, what the hell, out loud. Yeah. When they started playing some knockoff, you know, f- rent free, whatever it's called, the free music online. Lic- license, license free. free. License yeah. free music. And I was just sitting there next to Pete and I screamed and Pete was like, wait, what was wrong? What's Pete, wrong? Pete's the name of my dog, by the Pete, way. Pete, she got a dog. <laughs> His name's Pete. He's the best. I didn't, I didn't switch husbands, I He's promise. He's my dog nephew. <laughs> He's the best. Um, but yes, they changed the music, which I don't even want to talk about it. Um, it's so stupid. But Eichner, Eichner's fantastic. I actually like the other one as well, whose name is Bartel. I yeah. like Bartel a lot. They're, they're a great tag team, and I feel like they... And with Walter, they were a great trio. Exactly. And I feel like... It's a good faction. Man. Before, like, they were very underutilized. Absolutely. Right? Because the focus was on Walter, right? Because he was, like, the longest reigning champion. Yes. And and they were just kind of there. Yes. But I think now they're not really... Like, they're together, but it's, you don't see them at ringside at each other's matches anymore. No. You don't see them coming out together anymore. Like, they still have the same music and the same look, but they're not really associated yeah. with one another. And I think that is on purpose because I think... Walter is going to be moving up at some point because that's the only reason why he moved to America was because that is the possibility. Yeah. Right. So they're, I think purposely distancing them from one another because they're not going to move them up together because why would, why would you move a faction up together if you weren't, 
When we can recreate them and rebuild them into something completely different and new and stupid. Or you can move a faction up together and then completely redo them and then they disintegrate and then you let them go in two weeks. Hit row. (laughs) Right? That's exactly what they did with Hit Hit row. row. Like, they changed the leader of Hit Row to Top Dalla instead of Swerve, and then it all imploded, and it fell apart, and they released all of them. Gosh. So, so would you rather have Imperi- like uh, Bartel and Eichner stay and just become their own thing, or move up with Walter and potentially just get yeah, released? Yeah, put it like that. Like, I feel like that's kind of everybody's... Like, those, those are your two options. And it sucks. For everybody. You either stay and get repackaged... Or you move up and get repackaged and then you're potentially released because you're more in the mainstream, quote unquote, right? So you're able to be seen more. So I know, I know, but this is the reality that we're in at this point. Yeah. Right? So this is going to be really interesting because we're going to have to talk about this. I didn't know when you wanted to bring it up. I wanted to bring it up toward the end. Um, because this match really, I mean, it was, it was good. It was definitely by far the best match of the night so far, but we have MSK who is a great tag team and has been a great tag team from the get go. Very like just great chemistry along with incredible movesets. Yeah. Like even watching this match, like I had a blast watching them and Imperium work together and then just them in general, right? Nash Carter and Wesley together are a great tag team. And so they, MSK wins. They win back the titles from Imperium. It was actually a really, really good combination. It was tag team moveset. It was awesome like, like french kiss like chef's kiss mwah. like first pop of the entire night that i had yeah <laughs> was watching the finish of that right and then the next day we find out that nash carter has been released from wwe and we are completely shocked because we're like Floored. what are you talking about they just won the tag team titles last night like what are you talking about well, and then we find out that the reason why, now again, this is all alleged. We are not, nothing is, nothing confirmed. is confirmed at this point. There's been no court cases or But anything. we have, basically, him and his ex-wife had, had a very rocky latter part of their relationship. They were not living together at this point. But after they won the tag titles, she released on Twitter a series of photos of her battered and bruised face and basically insinuating that this man beat her. And I'm not going to say that he did or he didn't because I am not one to say that. No, but it's not our place to say it anyway. WWE released him regardless. (sighs) Now, I think that we could sit here and we could speculate all day long did he do it? Did he not do it? I don't think that that matters. No, not at all. No. I think what matters here is, one, if that is the case, then WWE actually did the right thing. Like, what a concept. And released someone who could be potentially dangerous. And two, what's going to happen to, not to Nash, but to Wes. Yeah. Because... He has such potential. And he does. And I think that 
this could be a natural jumping off point for him for a singles career. And I think that he is going to do fantastic with that. I just hate that now what's going to happen is Wes is also no longer a tag team champion. So he relinquishes the title. He has to relinquish the title. Even though they earned it. Well, he earned it. And he didn't do anything wrong. No. You know, and I Uh, think in that situation, they did the right thing if that is what happened. Yes. And if it isn't what happened, something did happen between them. Yes. Right? And if WWE wasn't certain, then I think the right thing to do would be be to release him. Sorry. And there have been instances where they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And that definitely wasn't the right thing to do. So, mm-hmm. but in that situation, you end up with someone who now is going to have to flounder for a little while. And then now they're probably going to have another tournament to figure out who's going to be like the new tag team champs or something. Like there's a part of me that sit here and goes like, this is an opportunity for them to address it without you know, you know, being so blatantly obvious about like what was going on and things like that. Like, right. but I have a really bad feeling they're just going to bury it under the rug and then just, he's oh, going to show up somewhere else. Like he's literally yeah. going to like tweet out saying like, due to unforese- unforeseen circumstances, I have to relinquish the belt, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then he'll come back somewhere else as a single, like coming to interrupt another person's match. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's going to show up somewhere else. There's, there's no doubt about that and I'm sure he is probably under some non-compete for a little while but since it was NXT it's probably just a month versus the full 90 days oh no I'm sorry I was talking about Wes oh I thought you were talking no I'm sorry I'm talking about Wes oh well I was for Nash I do think he's probably still going to show up somewhere Mm. someone's going to take him yeah that's just kind of how it works right he he may be blackballed for a little bit and I'm hoping maybe he is if that is if that is what happened yeah but I think, like you said, with Wes, they're probably not going to talk about it. Because would you want to talk about it? Yeah. (laughs) Like, would you want that to be brought up? And to have that kind of hanging over your singles career? I just, if and if it happened, I would hope that every other company would would not. I, I... I agree with you. Would not. I don't. I, think I don't that, think it will happen. I do think that most would. I. I think someone's gonna take them. Yeah. I mean, it if may they not can be take... one of the big ones, but it it will be somewhere, and he'll work his way back up. Mm. But yeah. It, but anyway, I wanted I wanted to at least talk about it we because gotta address the elephant. In well, the we are a topical show. Yes. Right. And I feel like it needed to be addressed because they are not the tag team champs anymore. And I mean, I gave this match a three and a half. Like yeah, I thought it, it was, was really good. Yeah. But like almost four in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, that's unfortunate. It is, but it's it's. Rough. We will see as time goes on what actually happened, and hopefully we'll get some you know real answers and yeah, not just bickering back and forth on the internet. And I I hope that both of them figure it out. And I we'll hope just that leave it at that. Yeah, gonna be okay. So we move on to our next match, which is the women's title match, which is a fatal four-way with Cora Jade, Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai, and your champion, Mandy Rose. And I'm very glad we have this uplifting part of this, <laughs> because especially since we ended that last... Yeah, take us, take us to the light side, Gina. <laughs> I don't like 
the direction that they have put with Mandy Rose. I don't think you like the direction they have where it's just look at my boobs. Yeah. Look at my boobs. She walked out with just straight bra. Like just yeah. a straight push up bra and some other like you know, it had a little bit of like a crisscross on the front to somewhat secure them. No, that but was not that even is decor. Decoration. It's decor. That was up at the I like, mean that was collarbone. That, that was wasn't the gonna support their support. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but oh, whatever. Um so y'all know that I have well had a wrestling husband. That was on commentary. That was on commentary. Wade Barrett was one of my first wrestling husbands. Mm-hmm. And oh, this stupid man, this <laughs> stupid man starts commenting on Mandy Rose's body. And I was literally sitting there with Shelby and I said, look here, we're going to have to get to go to some counseling if he's going to keep publicly making these statements when we are very obviously and clearly in love and married. <laughs> He's going to have to start revoking some of these these statements. I know he's working, but th- these are getting too real. I mean, they have to have someone who is the thirsty commentator now that Corey Graves <laughs> is not there, right? Oh my gosh, I don't want to even think about that makeup session from WrestleMania. Well, <sighs> not even just that. I'm talking <sighs> about like the pervy way that oh, yeah. he was like lusting pretty much over Mandy Rose like when she was on the main roster. Yeah. No, it was awful. It was. It was it, to the border to the point where it was kind of uncomfortable. And I remember specifically when Renee, uh, Renee Young, now Paquette, um, was on commentary back then. Oh man! And she, she would rake him she over the ripped coals, him a new one, being like, <laughs> "You are saying really creepy things, and I don't think you should say them." Like we're like, all sitting there going, "Yeah." She's sitting right here. And then, of course, they took Renee off a of commentary and mm-hmm. then brought her over to developmental. Well, no, that was that was Beth. Oh, Beth. That's right. So Renee, oh, gosh, Renee. Renee just wow. left. <laughs> wow. Renee. Like, <sighs> I can't today, y'all. You're fine. I can't. So, but, but yeah, so he he was saying some very thirsty he things. He was. And it was like, you can clearly tell, like, all joking aside, you can clearly tell someone's in his ear, like, like they have been told like you have to you have the to, sexy and it's mm-hmm. like we had this conversation sex appeal is not a character no. it is a physical attribute that some people can like enhance or add to and then there's some people who choose not to and it's what they are given you know when they're born it <laughs> it is not a character boobs and butt <laughs> Do not speak. <laughs> Boobs and butt are not anything other than being beautiful, which they are. Right. They're lovely, but they're not. It, no, it's not. No, it's not a character trait. I, I understand your point, And I ask you Carefully. sincerely. Oh, OK. Ask you sincerely. Uh, what are six pack abs and pecs? Well, the that's, thing with, that's fair. Well, yes, that is fair. But there's more <clears throat> than that for their characters, though. Like, I'll give an example. Like, <laughs> one of the ones guys from NXT was Tony Nese from a while back. Yes, Tony Nese. Yeah. I literally like he looked like Superman. He literally looked he like had Superman. Like a ten pack. Oh yeah, yeah. But he at least like his his looks. It was not like he was walking into the ring saying. I'm sexy. And that's it. Like he came in, he was the bad guy. He loved to like 
shit on other people. He would go in and like mess with other people's stuff. He would be like, I mean, he wasn't good. He wasn't the best wrestler that they had at the time. But, right. But there was still a character with the body. Well, and I will say for men, it is very, you have very few wrestlers whose character trait is I am sexy and that's all that I am. Yeah. Like now, that's you Johnny do, Bravo. You do have that. <laughs> but to me, that that isn't interesting either. No, neither of them are. Um, like you had the, God, dogs is going to rake me over the coals for this. Oh gosh. It's the, not Razor Ramon, but it was the same guy. It might've been Razor Ramon, but he basically, it was, he was a bad guy, but he was just like the sexy guy. Yeah. Right. So that worked in a way. No, sorry, Val Venus. Oh, that was his name. there we go. That was his name. There I knew go. it wasn't Razor Ramon. You got it. There we go. I got there. Sorry, dogs. Hey, I got there. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing so hot with names. You're just fine. No. So it was Val Venus, and he basically just came out in like almost nothing, oh, right? Gosh. And like women just went completely wild for him. And I think it worked because he also could wrestle yes right and, and that's mandy the other part that's annoying cannot <laughs> she can't and and dogs you can say all you want she cannot she cannot and this match proves it did you write down the time i didn't write down the time okay code. i will personally text you the time <laughs> and you're gonna understand when you get this text <laughs> how awful this move was that she does but anyway we're gonna go and backtrack a little bit well so basically the move that we're talking about for clarity yeah. is Mandy picks Cora Jade up to do a suplex, like a like one of those that it, you you hold the person up for like five like seconds. Their feet are in the air, and, and then you, you know, do the you suplex boom. over, right? So, Cora Jade, for those who don't know, is probably like ninety five pounds soaking wet, like right? like having been like soaking in like like years of water <laughs> years of water not even just like in the bathtub for 30 minutes she's very tiny she, right? she is and, and that's her build and that's awesome she's and that's really fine, fast but mandy could not lift her lift her up to that position not at all she literally was swaying she almost the entire dropped her time she did she almost dropped her on her head just oh and there were a couple other moves that she did that were very similar to that like there was another one where there was a spot in the corner where she had to pick up Cora again and throw her over her. And she almost didn't get her over her own shoulder. It was awful. Like it, it was awful. Cora had to do like, like some real overcorrecting to be able to actually flip and land on her side. Not, not even her back. So, I mean, there were a lot of botched moves. Yes. So I think when you, have the character trait of I am sexy. Everyone needs to look at me and fawn over me. I think it's fine if you can back it up with adequate wrestling. Or even if you take it as like the person who's like not supposed to be there, but like wanders in uh -huh. like, like there's the trope of like someone being like really beautiful or really handsome or whatever. And then they're stuck in like, a situation they're not supposed to be in mm -hmm. and it's like you can clearly tell they're not supposed to be there like if she did it almost comedically yeah like being bad comedically i feel like that could even almost work 
Yeah. But because she's trying to play it straight, like, I am beautiful and I'm the, like, baddest. I'm also the baddest. It's yeah. like, it doesn't work and it won't work. And so this is where I was getting frustrated at that point because it's obviously, like, she's not working well. Mm-hmm. And then that stupid man, that <laughs> stupid man that I chose to pick as my wrestling husband made this disgusting com- comment about how she is the main attraction of NXT. So basically the setup for it was <sighs> at the end when Mandy Rose goes over. Now she goes Whoa. over with Io Shirai does this awesome moonsault over um, onto Cora Jade. Beautiful. Didn't look when she flipped anything. Never does. Never does. She never has to because she's the genius of the sky. And she hits it perfectly like she does about 98% of the time. Yeah. And she hits it and then kind of gets up on her knees like, and is kind of disoriented like, a whoa, little bit. I'm and, dizzy. And then all of a sudden Mandy comes, runs out, hits a running knee and pins EO for the win. Which is the dumbest thing on this planet because <laughs> as you, and quote, Eo, our Lord and Savior, died for our sins. By jumping off By of a house. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Not only did she do that, but she also did it while inside of a, a trash, trash can. can on top of a cell during war games. Okay. And you're telling me that this woman gets disoriented from her own moonsault that Stupid. she landed perfectly Stupid. is disoriented enough to not see Mandy Rose waiting for five seconds in the corner to run and do her running knee spot. So as you can tell by our voices, <laughs> we're livid. <laughs> we're upset at this point. Like, dishonor dishonor on you dishonor on your cow we're throwing it back to disney again (laughs) we're we're upset and then stupid like vic started it i'm sorry vic you started it he said um let's see i have it written down he said um mandy rose is still the main attraction of nxt and this stupid man says oh yes she is and then gina immediately screams divorce divorce <laughs> divorce i'm gonna go and go and get some booty with what was it i said I, oh orange oh, cassidy I, I know it was orange cassidy i was trying to i'm gonna go and get some rebound with orange cassidy freshly squeezed like just screamed it out yeah i'm so so done with the situation yeah she was quite mad I if was you can't tell upset. and so but good thing we're we are we are wrestling polygamists. Yes. You have more than there one. There are more. And, you know, so, well, I've got time with Dexter since he's not wrestling that much. That's fine. But the great part was is that, because I'm going to segue this into what we're drinking as well. Mm-hmm. So lovely Ted made a joke, an incredible joke about, it's inappropriate, but here we go. He said, oh. We're past that point. We're going to be drinking some, some orange and peach. Like, you're going to get some peach with that orange. And so, of course, we were dying, laughing, crying, laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. So today, when we went to go pick up our drink for today, we have decided that we were going to get the Vizzy Mimosa Hard Seltzer, which also had a flavor of peach orange. So And so we had to get it. We had to get it. And that's what I'm enjoying. And And now she's moving on. She's doing great guys. Like, she, you wouldn't I'm even, doing great. you wouldn't even know. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> But, I got Orange Cassidy. But I, I do, got Cesaro. <laughs> I do want to say before we move on to the next one, there yes. was one thing that I, I found interesting on commentary that was said about this women's match. Yes. Um, okay. Wait, so, which part was this? So this was during the middle of the match. Okay. And so Vic asked, if Mandy wins this match, 
will she be one of the best women's champs in NXT? Ew, who the, what? That's what, that's what he asked. And then Wade responds by naming off basically all of the NXT champions. So he says, Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, you know, all of uh, Ember. Like, he didn't say Ember, but I'm saying Ember. Yes. Like, he basically just goes through the roll call, right? And he said, none of them had to transition from Raw and SmackDown to NXT. And I'm sitting there thinking, what? Is that true, for one? Because you know how they like to make those type of statements. Oh, just right? carpet blanket statements of just what the hell. And I thought about it, and I'm like, well, no, because Charlotte beat Rhea at WrestleMania 2020 and then for, came, for yeah. the NXT title came and back. came and did a run for a little while. Oh my gosh, they, they are trying so make- hard to erase Charlotte's run in NXT just completely. Oh, well, and, it's your own fault that it happened. And two, I don't know if that is necessarily a good thing, right? Because yeah. if you are, if you're saying that NXT is now developmental and people only need to move up from there, if you come down, so basically Mandy, Dolph, Dolph I'm, I'm glad AJ, you said right? When you have these Robert people Rude. who right who come down, they're now coming down to a lower level, right? They're, they're so, setting up their own. So really, that bed lion. does that statement really go in her favor? No, because basically what you're saying is she couldn't hack it on the main roster and couldn't win a championship there. So now she's down here, and now is the champ here. Is basically what I'm hearing. And then from on that. top of that, you're also crapping on your own champion title. Like, yeah. you're, like you're making the title worthless. Yeah. So well, what's the point? Right. What is the point? And I mean, I I gave this one a three two because mm. I just, I'm giving it a zero only because of Wade Barrett. Well, but that's that, my that, own personal that hurt doesn't feelings. Have to do anything <laughs> with the wrestling? No, no, no. EO was lovely. As per usual. Kaylee Ray was lovely. Kaylee Ray. Poor man. That girl. She deserves more. I know. Like we, <laughs> everybody, we spent the, our entire time talking about Mandy Rose one. and we didn't, I mean, I can't sit here and go through all the. No. Good, Kaylee good Ray, Io Shirai. Beautiful. Cora Jade. She's adorable, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. I mean, she's, she's plucky. Right, like she, <laughs> like she, she's green, it's but not, she's doing okay. That that a lot of people use to describe things nowadays. So I like that. We yeah. should bring that back. Plucky. So our next match, because I'm gonna skip over the segment that was in between these matches, because no. that was the Index and Persia and Duke won, and they won. Index won cutest couple. So yay for them. Oh, they made out. You know, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. So we have. I'm gonna say it, and I'm just gonna keep laughing. Do it. Gunter versus Stupid. LA Knight. His name is now, Walter. for those of you who don't know, Gunter is Walter. Now, I don't know how you can sit here and tell me that Gunter is a cooler name than Walter. Like, both of them are, are old man names, right? Oh. But still, Walter had a legacy, right? And... The main thing that I kind of want to talk about with this match, because this match was, was fine. Yes. It was it was good, yes. right? Yes, but it was a good match. What I feel like they're doing by changing his name, 
Because what they're basically doing is they're changing his name only. His character is supposed to be the same. He's still the leader of Imperium. He's still the ring general. Like, he's, he's still, quote-unquote, Walter, right? Yeah. But now he's going by a different name. And to me, that makes it hard for whatever his actual name is. I don't know what his actual name is. I'm just going to call him Walter because that's how I know him. Yeah. It's harder for Walter to get over when you can't even acknowledge the accomplishments that he has done under that name because you can't say that Gunter was the longest reigning champion in NXT history, not even NXT history in WWE history because Gunter wasn't. You can't say that Gunter is the leader of Imperium because he's not. Walter was. Right. So basically this entire match was them just glossing over everything that he's done and there's just by changing his name. And I feel like this match would have had a lot higher stakes in it if LA Knight was going against Walter and not Gunter. Yes. Right? Because Gunter doesn't have anything. The Walter Dragunov match. Yeah. Is my second favorite match. That's his last one as Walter. Of all time. Mm-hmm. Of all NXT. The first one being, of course, Johnny and um, Johnny and Champa. Yes, th- that match just that match was just insane. Yeah, but anyway, it hurts to watch Walter come out there, and you can obviously tell that he's the rumors are that he's being called up to the roster. It is, yeah, and you can obviously tell that because he's losing quote weight. Which Dude. is not weight. It is mass. He, I out loud said when we were watching, I said, he doesn't even fit in his freaking coat anymore. <laughs> he looks like a child putting on their dad's coat yeah. and going to play dress up. Yeah. He, it's sad. It's sad because he wasn't big. He wasn't like overweight. It was just, that's the structure of someone from Europe like mm-hmm. has. Mm-hmm. And it's so stupid. Because he's still big. He is. He's huge. Yeah. But even then it's like, and you can tell that it's weight loss. It's not... Anyway, I'm going to divert. Like, go ahead. No, yes, you're yes. fine. I'm so mad. <laughs> well, and it's... I, I think that's just the main thing that is hard to see because we were such fans yes. of Walter and seeing the character that he built up and the accolades and basically just him as a wrestler, seeing that not being mentioned at all in during this match was really sad because it took away from the match itself because I feel like if, like I said, if LA Knight was wrestling Walter, it would have been a better match and I would have rated it higher than I did. It probably would have been my match of the night Mm. because Walter was in it, right? Every match that Walter is in, in a singles match, it's my, it's my match of the night. You almost always had him as (laughs) EST. Yeah, because he's amazing and he still is but when he goes up to the main roster any semblance of what he did before in nxt uk is going to be completely wiped away because it already has been wiped away so i feel like they're gonna put him with freaking oh no they're gonna put him with butch and they're going to put him with... With freaking, all, all of the other oh, quote-unquote foreign people? Yes. 
Possibly. Oh, that that's a possibility. Suck. I mean, like I have shame. It, like I love Seamus, but man, no, he's just Peaky Blinders. Well, now. that's a that's like one like the second or third faction that he's been in. That's just been we are not from America. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we are not Americans. We 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 talk weird. You know, like that. That's we talk weird. We talk weird. <laughs> we talk weird. <laughs> that's basically the faction. That's yeah. And then we're badass, and we can kill people very quickly. Which great, yeah. As the it European works. way is. Yep. But so the finish on this was Gunter hits the crossbody from the top rope onto LA Knight's back, which he'd been working the entire match, mm-hmm. and then picks him up for a power bomb, and he wins. Fine. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's a, that's an accurate finish. If you watched the match, you could have seen the psychology behind it. He was working the back the whole time. Yes, it made sense. He could have gone for. He should have gone for the other injury that L.A. Knight was recuperating, though. Oh, you mean you're talking about the butt tape? <laughs> yeah, L.A. Knight must have pulled something right in his in, butt. In his butt, I don't know. He had tape coming out from underneath the trunks. It, it was funny. We had a laugh at it. We did. It was good. It was a good giggle. <laughs> But I gave this a three and a half. Yeah. It was it was still good. And it was up there with it could have been match of the night for me, I think, if it was Walter and not Gunter. And not Gunter. But I never want to see Gunter again. I want to see Walter come back. Well, that that's not gonna happen. It never will. No. Even though the, the audience chants for it. This would be the time where I would light the last last shred of hope candle or last fuck candle. Yes. That well that's what would happen. <laughs> that would be an appropriate time. Yeah. So we're actually at our main event because <laughs> there's only six matches because yeah. as the Lord intended for a pay-per-view, <laughs> we don't go six hours, two nights each. Oh my gosh. Stupid. Anyway, if you want to hear more about that, listen to This Is A Work. Yay! Because <laughs> they did a really great episode Dogs on it. Dogs and Chris, yay! So this is our NXT championship match with Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler, which... Dolph Ziggler Why? is the NXT champion. Why? Because here's my, okay, here's my theory on this. I think NXT, people who are in the writer's room or producers of this show are seeing who watches this show, right? And it has come out that the demographic for this show is a 62-year-old man. Okay, which is hilarious because this is supposed to be the show for the kids, mm-hmm. right? But it totally makes sense because out of the three wrestling shows, this is definitely the horniest show. Absolutely. Right? Which absolutely makes sense that that's your, that, I mean, whatever. It, all, it, it, it makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to them, right? They're looking at it. They're like, this is the show for the kids. Why are the 16-year-olds not watching this? Because nope. there's a difference between horny and creepy. That is absolutely not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> what were you expecting? This is the horniest show of the three shows. This is the horniest. Like, <laughs> well, it is. I mean, over-sexualized. They, okay. Well, I'll say that. What, Horny it, works, though. Isn't that the same thing? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, I think that they are trying to bring the audience from Raw and SmackDown over to NXT which is why they had AJ come down and do a run with Grayson Waller. Why they have Dolph here as the champion. Because Dolph is still technically a Raw superstar. He's on the Raw roster. 
So if you have someone who is still active on that roster and is on that show, in their mind, they're like, okay, this, this will bring the audience from Raw or from SmackDown or wherever they're bringing the main roster talent from, and they'll watch the show. That's what I'm thinking that they're thinking, which I can see. This is like how- family feud. We have to think of what the audience is thinking. Exactly. Not what we think, but what the audience is thinking. Ex- that good point. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly what this is. That that's what it is. Oh and my gosh. I, I do think that that's what their mentality is. I don't think that it's working. Not at all. But I think that's why Dolph Ziggler, you know, is the champion, is because they think that it will bring people over. And I don't know. I just I feel like Braun Breaker is the best thing that they have yeah. on this show. I really do. He, I think he works. He works well. He does. And He's he has getting the, much better with the mic. He is. And he has the look yes. and he is really embracing the paint splattered brand. Like he came out with a paint splattered chainsaw and, and cut open the logo. That's his new thing. Okay. Now, I, I, I kind of like it. No, it's cool. I think it's I cool. I just didn't know the backstory the first time I watched it, and then you explained it to me. The but. first time he ever did it was um, he kicked through the old NXT logo. It was during War Games. Which, That's right. That made me mad at the time, but I kind of understand it now, sort of. Um, We've, I think it's more acceptance. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I mean... It, the stage is a grief. I thought it was kind of funny that he was like, yeah, I'm coming out here with a chainsaw, but look, there's rainbow confetti falling all around <laughs> that me. That was funny. This is so cool. It's a gay. I'm such Please. a Gen Zer. This is great. <laughs> like, that's kind of like what the it's feel that true. I got for it's it. It's true. But I don't know. I mean, he's good. And, he is. And Dolph is really good at putting people over. So I feel like, I feel like it was a good match. It, it was my favorite match of the night. Yeah, you still have a crush on Dolph. I though. do. He's my original wrestling husband. Okay, but... I will say he looks way better with a beard than Agreed. without the beard. Agreed. Way I, better. I, I'm with you. He is still a wrestling <laughs> husband to me. You don't have to. You're preaching to the choir here. Like, I love me some Dolph. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just hilarious to see how far his character has come. Because when I started watching with you, that man wore hot pink, like, wrestling tights, mm-hmm. white boots, w- sometimes with fur. With the fur. Yes. And I remember you telling me how much you love that man. And it just cracked me up because you hate pink. <laughs> you hate fluffy and silly things like that. And yet you loved this man. But he swiveled his hips and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was it. Ah, damn it. I should have known. That was it. <laughs> That's all it took. He was the one that would. Yeah. He did, and he did the whole butt wiggle thing too. Yeah, you're right. You're I'm right. like, you can do it. You can wear whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> That's fine. But yes, I do understand what you're saying. He's yes. definitely not. And if you look at my other wrestling husbands, that's not my aesthetic anymore. No, no, right? no, no, But no. you got you to gotta keep your OGs. Yeah, you know? oh, of course. But I think, and this was something that I, I had an issue with for every match. I just, I enjoyed watching it to an extent, but I just didn't feel into it. And I think it's because... When you have something like WrestleMania weekend, mm-hmm. right? WrestleMania, they build to it for months, right? So basically what happens at Royal Rumble 
kicks things off for what could happen at Mania, mm-hmm. right? That's what stand and deliver is supposed to be for NXT, right? So you're supposed to have these, you know, long drawn out stories that finally come to a head and come to a close, right? This show didn't really do that. It basically just set up for the next two weeks of programming, right? So I think that's why I kind of didn't really get into it as much because the stakes really weren't high in any of the matches. And even in this one, like this one was my match of the night and the way that this, the finish on this was super great. But at the end of it, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, all right. Like, but what happens now? Like, yeah, it just, it, it felt very disjointed to me. I I don't know if it felt like Like, the same for you. Yes, it, I'm going to make a metaphor here. It's, I don't know, like, there was a toy that I had growing up where it was like these little like plastic pieces and you would click them together. Not full like linking logs or anything like that. But anyway, the pieces would fit together, but you could very easily pull them apart. Mm-hmm. So it felt very like they were together, but it, it, you moved them very easily to make something else. Mm-hmm. So they're each individual pieces and they go together, but it didn't feel cohesive. Like it didn't make a full doll or a full picture. No. Or anything. Like, I mean, you could eventually make it that way, but it felt like when you're a kid and then your mom calls you up for dinner and you never finished. Right. Like they're there and the pieces are there, but you'll come back to it later. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt. Yeah. No, I can, I can feel that. Like yeah. it, it, it feels incomplete. Right. Yes. And this at the end of a takeover or a pay-per-view or whatever, like it's supposed to feel like you're supposed to feel fulfilled. Like, right? or, or at least wanting more. Right. And I don't, you didn't really feel either. No. Yeah. And I mean, even with this match, like there were so many false finishes. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, you had like, their energy was great with this. Like Dolph hit the famouser and the zigzag, which is his like two famous moves. He did. He kicked Braun kicks out of it. Mm. Like does the atomic elbow, which is another iconic Ziggler move. He kicks out of it. Like Braun does his finisher kicks out. Like it's, there's a lot of false finishes that I actually did appreciate. And the way that it ended was Robert Roode comes out after being ejected and pulls Ziggler away after Braun hits his finisher, which I'm like, first off, disqualification? Why not? Right? Why he, was it not? He was, he was ejected from the so game. So he shouldn't be here? So if he That wasn't Daryl, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't. That's why Daryl would have so, known. <laughs> Daryl would have been on it. <laughs> so uh, Roode basically pulls him off and the ref is like, you're not supposed to be here. And then even the commentary is like, I mean, good on the ref for not throwing this match out, but I'm pretty sure this is not, you know, (laughs) this is supposed to be a disqualification. (laughs) And that was the first time I'm like, you're right. You're right. You you guys called it out to be here. Like it it was, it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, But so he does that. And then he, they start doing the whole false finishes and the finish was like, they they have they're in the lockup and then Ziggler rakes Braun's eyes and then he pushes him into an an exposed turnbuckle, mm. which 
I had no idea. I missed that. Everybody did. Yeah, like, wh- when when did he take it off? Like, where? At the beginning of the match, apparently. What? Yeah, so Dolph took the cover off of the turnbuckle at the beginning of the match. Well, I'll be damned. And I missed it completely. So, I, I mean, I was, I got worked on it. I was like, where did that come from? She's just like, shit. So he runs into it and then Dolph does a super kick and yeah. pins him and he retains. That's so dumb. And I mean, I gave the match itself a four. That was the highest one of the night. Yeah. But then I remembered what happens on Raw the following Monday and I was tempted to knock it down, but I'm like, no, that doesn't have anything to do with the match. That's a totally different day. But basically, on Raw, about an hour or so into this, into the three-hour episode of Raw, um, they announced that there's going to be an NXT championship match on Raw. Basically, a rematch between Dolph and Braun. And everyone is like, Okay. What? This <laughs> cool, I guess. And this is the the raw crowd after WrestleMania. So they're still in Dallas, yeah. right? So this is supposed to be like your most diehard WWE fans. Yeah. Right? Braun comes out to crickets. Nobody knows who he is. Because <laughs> nobody Because nobody watches. Right? So what they should have done is put the Steiner brothers with him. with him. Yes. They just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. So the Steiner brothers, one of them is his dad. The other one is his uncle. Oh, my right? God. All they had to do was just put one of them. They didn't even have to get both of them if they couldn't get them. Like, just one with him ringside. That's it, right? But, no, he comes out by himself to crickets. I mean, I'm sure there's some people who know who he is, but like you have an it's entire like, arena full of people. Like it's like they're like, cool, yay, golf claps, you know. And then Dolph comes out, obviously a big pop because Ooh. he's on Raw. So they have a match, and Braun wins and takes it back. So the title, the NXT title, changes hands on Ugh. Raw. So stupid. So now, does that mean that? Dolph goes back to Raw? Probably, yeah. It was probably his scapegoat. Which is what I'm thinking. But it was very clear that it was just haphazardly put together. Yeah. Like, this was, like, to the point where during Raw, a preview was run for NXT promoting the episode for the next night saying, watch the fallout of... Dolph Ziggler retaining the NXT championship. Uh, he just like he just so, lost it. Like so they so it was very clear that this was haphazardly put together. This catch 22 is incredible. Mhm. So, by your logic from earlier, they send someone down from quote the main roster mm-hmm. to come to a quote developmental like Space. Mm-hmm. Win it. And then this is the part that I don't get. So obviously, Braun Breaker, therefore, in their eyes, is developmental. So they bring back Dolph, back to Raw, which is the superior, quote, superior brand, mm-hmm. and have this, quote, developmental wrestler beat him 
on television after WrestleMania Mm -hmm. just so that he can find a way to get back, quote, to the superior, even though he just got beaten and now he looks bad by getting beat by a nobody? Yeah, they should have had Dolph lose at Stand and Deliver. I don't know. Like, he would have come back and it would have been just fine. Like, if, and nobody watched, mm-hmm. according to you, which is why you threw this together, you mm-hmm. as in, yeah. It's probably Pritchard, stupid Pritchard. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Right. Like, I'm even trying to, like, logically understand it from their perspective, and I can't. I mean, I think that's your mistake right there is trying to figure out the logic of their oh of their minds you know <laughs> it's fair like i was like we anyway. can sit here and theorize what it is and i mean what i said may be right may not be right yeah. right no but it, it, it just makes my brain hurt and it's dumb i know so braun breaker is now the champion but he didn't win it on the takeover he won it on raw he won it on raw so great <laughs> undercuts it so much uh, i mean ugh. so i gave the entire take over a three. I think it was middle of the road, not good, not bad. Yeah. Just kind of in the middle. We so, had fun conversations outside of, Oh, we did. Yeah. It was great. Um, but yeah. So do you want to move on to EST and ignorant slut? Yes. Okay. So do your EST first. <sighs> that one was hard. Mm-hmm. Because, do you want to do ignorant slut first? Yes. You, okay. Yes. I, I've always liked to go with the ignorant slut first. Fine. Go do that. Ignorant slut obviously has to be my ex-husband. Sure. That was, um, that was a given. Yes. But honestly, overall for like actual wrestling, um, I'm going to have to give it to Solo. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, I mean, the beginnings are there for him. Mm-hmm. The drive is there to be his own person which I respect that he doesn't want to be, or maybe like he's not earned it or whatever. I don't know. I think it's smart. Really. I think so too. Yeah. I think it's smart. He just needs to go back and train like a lot more. Agreed. A lot more. It, yeah, I agree. He, he, for wrestling, he was the ignorant slut, but that's also kind of just cause he, he doesn't know enough yet. Like it's, it's yeah. a, it's a polite ignorant slut. It's not a, you're an ignorant slut cause you're a bad person. It's you're an ignorant slut just cause you literally don't know. Right. This is, this is a lesson solo. You know, yes. you just got to learn. Sometimes. Don't worry. It's not, it's not a harsh critique. It's just go, go, go learn some more and then we'll gotcha. It's just a critique. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Um, well, who was your ignorant slut? It was Mandy. I'm sorry. It, and it's not even just because of the no. whole the whole sexy thing that we talked about earlier. No. I can get past that. But if you can't do the bare minimum in my eyes, then that gimmick doesn't work. Yeah. And it's just annoying to me. That's fair. Right? So she was definitely the winkest link in that entire match. And that included Cora Jade, who is only 20 years old. And, okay? and so young. So, like, and, ugh, and the fact that no. she retained... That's frustrating even makes it more frustrating right so i think she has regressed since coming back since coming back to nxt wow i do i think she has because when she was on the main roster i actually enjoyed her matches well you know why i'm gonna say something because she was with sonya i was about to say (laughs) yeah she she was was with with sonya that's true just put sonya was so good just put her in a tag team it'll be fine she's just fine when she has someone with her so, who's your EST? 
Champa. Yeah, that's fair. Champa. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> and Triple H for coming out. Yeah. But it's, it's going to be weird for sure if this is his last match. Yeah. The other one that um, I actually was going to give it to was uh, Grayson Waller's elbow. Just the elbow? <laughs> it took a pretty hard bump, man. That's true. We EST can give, we for can, the bumps. We can give an honorable mention. <laughs> honorable EST. mention to Grayson Waller's elbow for not shattering and dying. God, I hope you feel better, bud. I'm I so know, sorry. I know, it's, I know it's bruised and like black and purple. Like, ugh. Yeah. Mine's brawn. Yeah, he did good. Yeah, I mean, he, he really did a good job and I... He just he did really good. He is. He was really fun to watch during this one. Yeah. And like his spears He has nasty are spears. Explosive. They are. It takes some notes, Roman. Right? Like but not just Roman. Anyone who ever does a spear, just go watch Braun Breaker. He knows like, how it, to do he it. He knows how to do it. Like it looks brutal. It Dolph looked like he got snapped in half a couple of times. Dolph has some also really incredible reactions. Oh, but true. I think it was a combo of both of them. He has incredible spears. And Dolph reacts beautifully to any and all pain that he receives. Yeah. So, I mean, I think overall we enjoyed it. I hope mm-hmm. that if we do go back to this for a year, you know, format and just have a lot of themed episodes, I guess that would be fine. Yeah. But I think with with this one, it it definitely didn't feel have that big fight feel that WrestleMania had. And when whatever is paired with the big four pay-per-view, like it has to have the same energy. Yes. And I don't know if it was because it was on the same day as a WrestleMania At night. At one o'clock. Like it didn't get its own night. I no. don't, I don't know if it was just a perfect storm of all of that. And then all of the stuff with like Ciampa being, you know, having his last match or, you know, all that. But it was just kind of meh, meh, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, David, what do we have coming up on Long Walk Podcast? Well, uh, <laughs> next week is going to be the premiere of your brand new show with hey! David Two Dogs Hayes. Yes, I, I want to talk about it just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just Go a little bit. Yay! Go, so Shelby. This is, a, this is a brain love child of dogs two dog david two dogs hayes and myself we came up with this idea um the show is called this is a rewind and basically what we'll be doing um it's not going to be a topical show so meaning like we're not going to be following what is going on in the wrestling zeitgeist at the moment um we're just going to be kind of looking back at matches of the past and some of the I guess you call it current past. So like yeah. the, the like 2016, 2017 era of NXT and all of that and Aww. kind of comparing them. And uh, the mat or the episode that we just did was about three different unification matches Ooh. to kind of go with um, the WrestleMania unification match with Roman okay. and Braun. So we kind of go through you guys three different themes ones. too? Oh, we're going to have all the things. It's going to be <laughs> so much fun. We're it. already thinking of some other ideas. And oh, this is awesome. just basically just a, uh, an excuse for David Two Dogs Hayes and I to just riff um, without any restrictions, which is just fun. That's great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. It's, um, it's a little nerve wracking to have a, you know, brand new idea. Yes. That's kind of goes against the format that we've been doing, 
Um, but yeah, we're both really excited about it. We're excited uh, for you guys to hear it. Yay! <laughs> and you know, I swore when I added this show that I was never going to add another podcast to this network. <laughs> you did. You very clearly did. But I've been teaching you, Shelby, how to do what I do. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to leave it in your capable hands as the executive producer of that show. Yeah. And executive producer. I know. I have a title. It's, and, and that's exciting, both exciting and terrifying to me. <laughs> but I am, I'm very excited for it. And it'll, that's going to be, be awesome. Great. Can't wait to start listening. Yes. And then uh, coming up at the end of April, we're going to be finishing up our uh, first part of the Perfect Tens discussion, uh, the last of Stan's films with Old Boy. A uh, Korean drama that is very fucking heavy. I haven't watched it in about Oof. 10 years. You and know, there seems to be a theme with his perfect tens. <laughs> They're all very heavy. Yeah. 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 I, mean, that, that, I mean, that tracks for him. It yeah, really yeah. does. Yeah. Well, uh, you're in for a shocking swerve when we get to Chris's four. Because oh, he's I going can't wait. Yay! Very, I can't wait. Very different from Stan's. That's a lovely um, but uh, yeah, that, so that's it. So next week, um, this is a rewind. And then the next week, Long Walk Tonks. Awesome. Yep. So Shelby, if people want to follow you online or reach out to you online, where can they do that at? Well, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me on Instagram at SlayAllRay. And if you want to follow This Is A Takeover on Instagram, um, that is This Is A Takeover and this underscore... Ugh, I can't talk either. Words what are hard, man. So it's we've this, used them all. They're this done. underscore pod on Twitter. All right, and Gina, what about you? Um, when I ever am on social media, other than TikTok, because I'm addicted and it's awful, um, you can find me on Instagram at Broadway underscore Baby twelve eighteen, and yeah, uh, I occasionally look at the Twitter that is. <laughs> on for our podcast or for any other form of twitter mm -hmm. so yeah no no twitter for me yeah no no twitter <laughs> no please. i'm no twitter. only on to promote these shows and that's it i don't right. even have my own account which you can follow at long Walk podcast on twitter yeah <laughs> thank you for that you're Shelby. welcome and uh, if you want to follow me personally the best place to do that is on instagram at db hensley if you want to keep up with Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us or search for Long Walk Productions and Long Walk Podcasts on Facebook. To see more of our original work or hear past episodes that are no longer streaming, you can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoy this show or any of the shows on the Long Walk Podcast Network, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you are listening on. All right, that'll do it for us tonight. And thank you so much for listening for This is a Takeover. I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Beaumont. And you don't have to be called up to the main roster. You're doing fine where you're at. <laughs>